You're listening to episode 137 of the Mad Chatters podcast, May 10th, 2017. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. I'm Derek, and I'm joined today by my fellow chatters, Matthew, Howdy, and Jeremy. Let's go fly a kite. That sounds like fun. Uh, On today's show, Matt and I are going to bring you some highlights from our recent trip to Walt Disney World, and we're going to include a couple of restaurant reviews as well. But first, we want to talk about some of the biggest news that has come out of the Walt Disney Company over the last couple of weeks. So, Jeremy, I'll send it over to you. What's been going on lately? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about a few of these because I haven't heard some of them, so I want to get some information from you guys as well. Uh, So a few things. First off, everybody's favorite time of the year, free dining, is coming back to the Walt Disney World Resort. So beginning August 21st through September 30th, you can get free dining. Um, Now, there has been a change to the free dining plan at least from previous free dining offerings. And that is that moderate resorts now only get the quick service plan, uh, which is That's kind of lame. That is kind of lame. Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about before how when we started doing it, the dining plan included appetizer, entree, and dessert. And everybody got the same free one. Oh, I didn't know. I don't remember that. Well, I don't, it, always, it made sense. I know the values used to get the free quick service. Yeah. And it made sense that the moderates would get the normal and deluxe would get deluxe. I don't know if they ever did that. Yeah, this is kind of weird because a moderate resort is still a pretty costly venture. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you're, if, you're, not, you're not exactly saving a lot of money staying at a, at a moderate resort. Uh, it's, it's still a pretty, pretty wide span well, between a value and a moderate. So it's kind of kind of jerkish to say just Just, a kick in the crotch yeah well now look if i'm not incorrect i remember a few years ago being there with some people who were staying at a moderate resort or maybe they were staying at a value resort anyway they did free dining and they got quick service so i don't know if it was like that for that time period only quick service was available i don't know but they just upgraded so they paid a kind of a minimal amount and it just basically upgraded to they paid the difference from what it would be as if the the quick service deduction was taken off and then they paid the difference so is right. that an op- possibility yeah i think that's still an option I, I could be wrong but the thing is um it, you know every single year disney says there's no guarantee that we'll be offering free dining this year so i think in their minds it is and it is like it is a perk um, so the fact that they even still offer it is good, but it's, we're just getting s- closer and closer to the day when they're like, never mind, no free dining. Yeah. Now, well, that, this the... is still, you know, kind of think of it. I mean, you're you're going to pay more, obviously, because the table service isn't free. But I would do, you know, a table uh, quick service breakfast 
or quick service lunch, and then you and then you can do whatever you want to with dinner. Yeah. Or kind of play around with it. Yeah, that was my thing because with the with the quick service, it's two quick service meals, correct? And then like a snack. Right. Yeah. So even if you got that, and then just said we're still going to do a table service, but we're just going to pay out of pocket for the table service each night. I mean, really, that's still a pretty good deal because you're just yeah. paying for one nice meal a day. Yeah, that's true. Even even if you didn't do breakfast, even if you're not someone that normally does breakfast at Disney World and you only used it for lunch, first of all, you're not wasting any money. You're not getting your full out free deal, but you're not wasting any money. Mm-hmm. And the average person, you're going to pay $15 for lunch, 12 to 15 depending on what you get. If you get one of the combos with a drink, easily 10 to 15 dollars so you're saving that amount per day not to mention when you have a family with you you're saving 60 ish dollars yeah but i don't think i don't think you are though oh never mind it's free dining it's never mind free yeah <laughs> free yeah if I it was, was the regular dining like yeah up yours but the free dining now yeah i think anything i'm willing to bet if you pay for the quick service dining plan you're not saving anything yeah well that but that's just that you have to do you have to get the most expensive thing and get the dessert and get the two drinks or whatever you're afforded and all that stuff for breakfast. But yeah, if it's free, dude, I don't. But hey, and also there are people out there like our good friend Jeff DePauli who really don't care about food. Uh, that's yeah. not their thing. So some people just eat because they have to. So this is a good thing for them. If you don't have to worry about paying for food and you get a couple of meals free and you don't really care what they are then go we for it we had some compromising information on our friend Jeff DePauli's supposed distaste for food in the theme parks recently and for the life of me I can't remember what it was at our so, meetup at, at our meetup somebody said that he, he loved something and got like five of them in one day yeah you're right what was that it was a dessert maybe Anyway, yeah, someone told us that he, like, lost his mind over some food, and we were like, oh, really? Was it the PB&J milkshake? Oh, maybe it was. Was that what it was? No, no, no. Okay, no, I know what it was. We were talking about the PB&J milkshake, but during the fall time, they have a special pumpkin pie milkshake, and they said he had, like, three. That was it. Jeff, we're calling you out right now for claiming yes. <laughs> you don't care about food. Next time you mock our our... our food love of uh, love of food whatever you call it <laughs> we'll call obesity. you out <laughs> it's called obesity <laughs> we'll call you out on your pumpkin lovingness <laughs> anyway uh the second thing happening i can the new interactive character in tomorrowland yes you can jeremy so <laughs> i was not aware of this when was this announced it's just kind of popped up sporadically. I was really hoping it would be there while I was there, but I never saw it. It's so it's basically like I mean it's basically a guy on a Segway, but yeah. Um like his metallic outfit goes all the way down and covers up the Segway so it looks just like a rolling robot. And he yeah, can Yeah, he's clearly on a Segway. Oh yeah. <laughs> he is. Big wheels at the bottom. And he can interact with you. And the the video I saw was kind of awkward like what are you guys doing here today? Oh, yeah? Is that your brother? Oh, yeah? You guys brothers? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Hours of entertainment. <laughs> uh, but it is kind of cool to have just an interactive, I was going to say walk around, but it's like roll around character. So is uh, he, is he a, a, a robot? Is that his, his shtick? 
Yes. The shtick, yeah. Yes. Okay, because when I read this, I was thinking this was like Push 2.0. Like, this was the next generation. I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> of like trash cans. Yeah. No, this is the precursor for Apple buying Disney with the eye in front of everything. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Next time I see him, though, I am going to try to like put trash in him somewhere. <laughs> Just like make him hold my trash or something. Somewhere. Easy. <laughs> where can I put trash here? <laughs> I'll show you where you can put it. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of being shown where to put it, Johnny Depp appeared at Disneyland, and everybody lost their mind on the internet because he appeared as Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean. Some people love uh, the internet was divided. Some people love this. Other people saw this as the most deplorable thing to happen to a Disney park since Michael Eisner. So opinions. <sighs> I'm, I'm torn, too, as much as it would be, like, a camera-worthy moment. I don't think... I think anybody who tells you that they would not go through and, like, take video and photos and see it as a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing is lying to you. But it, within the same breath, I was kind of watching the video, and I was like, look at all this random bright stage lighting. And then my second thought was, I wonder if they removed or at least hid the Johnny Depp animatronic that is less than 30 feet from where this scene was. <laughs> Then I wondered, did they turn off all the audio and show effects for the animatronics behind him? Or was he just kind of talking over them? In which case, I'd be like, please, sir, take a seat and keep your mouth shut. But uh, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, it's cool. Wouldn't necessarily want to be on my, my, my adventure through Pirates. If I was at Disneyland for a day and I wanted to experience the, their Pirates, I would I'd be angry about it. I don't think you would. If you were there on, just think... for one day, you'd never been there before, then you're not a big enough Disney fan to appreciate Pirates. I just, I you would lose yeah. your mind over Johnny Depp. Yeah, I think so, I'd too. I'd lose my mind. You would, If you were just there randomly, you've been to Disney. It would be one, one of those, day. like, well, that's cool. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a huge Johnny Depp fan. I'm right. not like a Pirates fan, but, but still. I, I would be like, that's cool. I'll take pictures and video, and that's, that's fun to have. I think it's just kind of... My initial thought was, oh, that's really cool. Like, it's kind of cool that that happened. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, are they really worried about the movie doing that bad that they're doing these kind of publicity stunts? See, I have a feeling this was 100% Johnny Depp's idea. I'm not sure, but that's always been the urban legend, right? That Johnny Depp randomly shows yeah, up. Sometimes Johnny Depp, which I don't think ever happened. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's the first time. Right. But people have always said, oh, yeah, sometimes he just goes in there and acts out his part. And I think this was Johnny Depp's way of having some fun with it and being like, okay, well, let's make it happen. The only, the only thing I thought was like later there were videos of him climbing um, the exterior of the attraction. And I would be like, sir, get off that. Like, that, you you do not own Disneyland. Like, step away yeah. from the gutters. He's made them enough money that he can do pretty much whatever he wants. Uh, maybe. At yeah. that point. But he does do this. You're right. Remember um, when they were filming the fourth film over in England, he made a random appearance in costume at, a, like, an elementary school or whatever. Uh, so he does have a history of popping up as Captain Jack. Listen, if I was Captain Jack Sparrow and that kind of character where you can literally say and do what you want and everybody just laughs it off i would be walking around like captain jack all the time and just being like oh crazy jeremy who there he is and this and this captain there jack you know? yeah he showed up at d23 remember as like a special surprise disney legend 
And yeah. he came in full Jack Sparrow get up. He loves it. You know he does. There was a, a cosplay picture of somebody, by the way, who dressed up as every Johnny Depp character in every movie. And it's amazing. If you haven't yeah. seen it, get on the Google and find that. It's entertaining. Okay, uh, next... This remember again. I'm unfamiliar. I've been a little out of the loop lately. I, I missed this one, so I want to know all about this. Apparently, there's driverless shuttles coming. I don't know. Is this for guests? I thought I saw somewhere it was for cast members. Oh, interesting. First, I might be completely wrong. It was L.A. Times where I read it first, and I, I cannot see Disney putting guests in these things at this point. Yeah, they're they're still so new and untested. Wait. So, what, what? What was the purpose? Are they in the parks? Are they in the in the parking lots? I think it's are for they... transportation. I think it's for transportation. And if what I'm remembering is something I actually saw, and it wasn't just like cast member previews of this stuff, it's just getting cast members from one place to the to the to another. Okay. I mean, maybe that's where they're starting. I don't know. I can't see them having this anywhere. Like, what what good would this do? There's like they're like little cars. It's not a bus. The only thing I can think is maybe instead of trams in the parking lot, this would be really handy. Um, but the articles I read, they don't know. Like, they're just getting word that Disney is testing them. But Disney's not just going to be like, yeah, here is what we're using them for. Bullet point one, two, three. Maybe for the uh, that uh, that little extra transportation package you can get now. Oh, yeah. Express something. Folks, yeah. folks, 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 folks. Do you really want to trust a company that can't even keep a Yeti functioning For with a, a driverless car? <laughs> I think the I mean, Yeti might be more technologically advanced than this car. but Yeah, it, it seems to be doing well in certain parts of the world. But it's, I would totally do it. It's kind of like, it's kind of a thrill. <laughs> it's kind of like the unknown, you know? It is kind of a thrill. What are you? What are you, who's even? What controls this thing? Just pure yeah. GPS and sensors and. Ugh. I don't know. I kind of love it. What happens when the Y two K happens? Oh, no, <laughs> it takes you back in time. You guys need better hobbies if this is your thrill in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just kind of like, are we gonna hit a guest? Oh, I don't know. There's a thrill. Are we gonna run over a child? Oh. So exciting. If, if it helps, I still have that thrill when there's actual drivers there. That's so, true. Uh, That's no. Some true. of those bus drivers. That time we hit that bump and I completely left my seat. <laughs> my head hit the ceiling. <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. Uh. All right. Uh, everybody is a buzz on the Twitterverse as well because cast member previews have began at Pandora. World of Avatar yeah. at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So, have you guys seen pictures and videos? I'm avoiding them. But um, my last day there was the very first day of cast member previews, and they have like the wall there that's always been there blocking it. But in the middle of the wall is like just a normal doorway where you can now go through. Um, and it was so funny because I, I kept going back and forth throughout the day because I thought maybe cast member previews end at noon. It's a rainy day and they're just going to be like, let's just leave it open for the rest of the guests. <laughs> I just thought yeah. maybe they did not. Uh, but my favorite was we went to the woman who was standing there with like her, you know, her Britney Spears mouthpiece thing. And uh, she said, um, 
Guy, she was talking to a group who was already asking questions. Guys, trust me, this is a cast member preview. You do not want to go in there because everything's just going to break down. Trust me. And I was like, (laughs) I don't care if everything breaks down for five hours. Don't tell me I don't want to be in there for the very first preview of A New Land. Of course I do. That's a terrible thing to say. She was just trying to, like, detract people from, you know, constantly bombarding her with questions. But Derek, you put a tweet on the Mad Chatters uh, Twitter, at Mad Chatters, by the way, uh, that I really <laughs> appreciated. And it is such a sign of the times we live in. And that is, everybody was like, finally getting to see Avatar. It's just a preview, people. Like, it has not even officially opened. So don't act like you're the last person in the world to see it. I will not say the blogger who wrote it. But yeah, it said, we finally got a preview today of Pandora. This was day five of cast member previews. Okay, so annual pass holder previews haven't even begun yet, let alone it opening to the public where locals can go, let alone the people who can only dream of even visiting Walt Disney World. And then there's this blogger who's like, oh, we finally got to see it today. Thank goodness. It's like, okay, let's calm down. Yeah. (laughs) You are one of maybe 1,000 people who have seen it. All right. uh, Next up. Of course, this past weekend was the big opening of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Have you uh, both seen the film? I know Derek did. Nope. I haven't seen the first one. Oh, you should. I well, almost Derek, did today because I took the day off, but I still didn't. Spoiler-free review in a nutshell. I feel like I should not review this film. Full, full disclosure, I fell asleep for like 45 minutes of it. Because it was the night after I got back from Disney, which was so stupid. And I fe- during the previews, I felt it. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I'm not going <gonna>, <laughs> to last. So I just let it take over. So I, I shouldn't even say. I la- when, I, when I was awake, I laughed a few times. But I had absolutely <laughs> no idea what was happening. Derek, when you got home, did you look in the mirror and go, <laughs> when did I turn into my mother? Yeah. No, I thought, well, there's $13 I'll never get back. <laughs> Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, uh, I've seen mixed reviews about it. Some people like it. Some people hate it. But then I always wonder if the people who hate it just hate it because they feel like they have to hate it. But that's They feel they hate it because everybody else likes it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, but whether or not that's the case, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is a success. And now you can meet Star-Lord and Baby Groot in Disney Hollywood Studios. Is that where they're at? Yeah. One man, uh, yeah, one man's dream where Moana used to be. Did you all see pictures of this? <laughs> I did. Star Lord in quotes. I'm very concerned because either, either there's a blind person now casting these people, or Disney just literally does not care, and they think that if they slap somebody in a red, you know, leather vest and call him Star-Lord that people are going to line up for it which apparently they are because this guy looks nothing like Chris Pratt not even not even like if you squint and you kind of you know and the lighting's right it, it's <laughs> nowhere near and he was trying too hard with the swagger I think but here's the thing that frustrates me the most is that in the he's film he's so skinny <laughs> he is and he just doesn't like the face there's nothing about that that says chris pratt but in the film you have a character who wears a mask like it's not it's not crazy to think that he could meet in his mask he doesn't wear the mask a whole lot 
whole lot, but it's not like it's not like if he met in the mask, you'd be like, he never wears a mask. He does. He <laughs> would be, you know, completely wrong in doing that. It would look way better than this guy. This guy looks like if they were making a porn imitation of Guardians of the Galaxy, who would be starring in the film? <laughs> the baby group, though, is pretty adorable. I mean, in the movie, the parts that I was awake for, he was the most adorable, hilarious thing. And they did a good job with him, I think. They could literally just have Baby Groot. Yeah, they absolutely should. This reminds me of when Hero met with Baymax back in the day. <laughs> and you're just like, who's this random guy? <laughs> like, yeah. get him yeah. out of the picture. I heard so many stories of people who were like, can, um, can you step out of the picture, please? And he's like, I'm part of the meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> I work here. <laughs> Oh, good times. Uh, the final piece of news we have. Uh, wishes a magical gathering will not be gathering much longer. Oh. Because the final show is May the 11th. And so that's just next week. It's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. Oh, oh wow. Uh, oh, that is Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Wishes is end of a end of an era. But, what if uh, it, like, storms so bad and they have to cancel it? <laughs> Uh, that's terrible. That would be, awesome. that would be great. Um, and then the next day, uh, the new show will begin on May the 12th. So they're not wasting any time. And I saw on the Twitter as well, they were doing some testing for the show. So everybody was kind of a buzz about that as well. That kind of little sneak peek of the fireworks. Yeah. You know, we've talked about wishes and how it's 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 time for something new. It is kind of always sad to see something you love go away. My only fear is that Happily Ever After will be worse than Wishes. Like, that's always the fear, right? That when you're so excited for something new and then you're like, oh. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, that's a possibility. But I think Wishes is a good show. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy Wishes. And if I saw it for the first time today, I would still enjoy it, I think. Mm -hmm. But you do have to wonder how much nostalgia is attached to that as well. Sure. So... Give it a couple of years and happy, happily ever after we'll probably have some attachment as well. Yeah, I mean, it seems to have a lot going for it. Lasers, the lasers are being installed. And um, the, someone took a picture of that preview you were talking about or the testing. And those spotlights, there are like 30 spotlights that just crisscross high into the sky. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. We shall see. So that's the news from around Walt Disney World. All right. Well, in upcoming events, we've got Mother's Day to celebrate. And in honor of this very special occasion, we're going to bring back armchair Imagineering. Hmm. Hmm. Wait a minute. I love that idea. So Armchair Imagineering is a segment where we come up with our own ideas for what to add to Walt Disney World. And this week we want to come up with a limited time engagement at the parks, a resort, whatever, to honor Mother's Day. So Matt, let's start with you. What are we what are we adding? Well, my my project is comes as a special version of Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Wherein, on the guide map, right at the top of the guide map, because that's the only attraction that's being affected, it says Happy Mother's Day. And then it refers to Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor um, only using the acronym. 
now. <laughs> I'm not gonna touch that one. Go on. <laughs> oh no. Now my real, now my real one. Sorry. Couldn't, couldn't help it. For Mother's Day, I thought it'd be nice, maybe for the weekend, maybe for the week leading up to. I don't know. To offer a special character dining um, option at uh, the Crystal Palace, which is usually usually the place where you can meet the Winnie the Pooh friends for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at a buffet, family-style, uh, nice, airy, open place. So I thought it'd be nice to have a Mother's Day brunch available for the week leading up to, or just the weekend, or just the day of. Maybe it's a one-day thing. Uh, Mother's Day brunch in which you n- not meet the Winnie the Pooh characters, but meet and greet with um, famous, lovable Disney moms. And of course, the first one that came to mind, because of it is Winnie the Pooh's place, is Kanga. That'd be a wonderful meet and greet, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yes, it you can, like, hop in her little pouch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got, you know... Now that we're in the moment, I can't actually think of any more Disney moms, but I know that they're there. Well, can I piggyback off? I was going to say, can I piggyback off of your answer? Because mine's very, very similar. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I also was thinking a brunch and a tea at the Grand Floridians. So, like, moms and daughters, well, whole families um, can go. It's not limited to moms and daughters. But it would be special to either go for brunch or go for an afternoon tea because the characters are going to be there for both. And I was thinking of having moms or motherly-like motherly characters. So I was thinking this is incredible. But I was also thinking um, the fairy godmother. Yeah. And Kanga. I did think of that. Uh, Wendy Darling. She was very much a mother to her brothers. And then as you leave, because she obviously can't walk around table to table, but you, you can have a picture with Mrs. Potts. Yeah, Aww. and yeah. she's a mother and a teapot, so it kind of works perfectly. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could meet Max's mom. Maybe that could be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's back in town, but Goofy has to like stay a mile away or some whatever the restraining order is. Yeah, mm. but it's just like one of those white screens with a spotlight behind it, and you just see the silhouette. So it's yeah. like a mystery. I just feel like she would look like Pete's wife and Max's, or uh, yeah, Pete's wife and PJ. Uh-huh. Is that the other character? Yeah. His mom. I feel like she would look like that. With that, with that typical '90s uh, Disney animated TV show nose, big black nose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, that that would be nice. Maybe maybe a tea. I don't know. The Crystal Palace just seemed like a um, a fitting place, but um, Grand Floridian too. Certainly a similar yeah yeah feel. Exactly. Yeah, uh, my ideas are a little more demented. Um, so I would like to um, turn in turn the Frontier Shooting Gallery into an homage to probably Disney's most famous mother, and that is Bambi's mom. Uh, so you would be able to practice your shooting at uh at the doe as she were to come across and maybe win a nice prize i'm not, I'm not sure what that would be yet uh-huh. uh but then also when i think about disney moms disney has a reputation of killing off the moms in their films or at least you know the uh, mother not being present uh, yeah usually because of death and so i want to turn the pet cemetery during mother's day weekend 
into the mother's cemetery and all the graves huh. be marked for famous dead Disney mothers. I like yeah, that. I feel like the, the mothers that are present in a lot of those early Disney films are uh, stepmothers and they're, and they're all evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, no, I did think of that, but like, because for the brunch, I was like, oh, you could have, also have like Mother Gothel and the stepmother, but I'm like, that really throws off the balance of this precious little brunch you've got going on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have some characters that you have, like, Nala and, um, or, or Simba's mom, what's her name? Not Nala, uh, Sarabi, uh, Perdita from 101 Dalmatians. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a good mom. That's a good mother right there. Yeah. So. Yes. yes. Yeah. Andy's mom has got it going on. Andy's mom. Oh, that would be a fun Isn't meet that Laurie Metcalf? Yes. Yes, it yes. is. I just I like her. And the character kind of looks like her, so she could actually show up. That would be, it would be like a Johnny Depp situation, but for Walt Disney World. She just shows up and... Mrs. Mrs. Potato Head, she adopted those aliens. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. Adoption for life. I like it. Well, uh, we want to say to Kathy, Suzanne, and Tina... Okay. We know you're not listening, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> and to all of our listeners who are mothers or who have mothers, happy Mother's Day. Or who wish to be mothers or who identify as mothers, whatever, whatever it is. Before we cover the rest of our trip, we want to do a quick restaurant review, which brings us to our next segment, Eating Around the World. Hey Matt, what are we reviewing this week? Tonight's Eating Around the World takes us to Echo Lake at Disney's Hollywood Studios for the 50s Primetime Cafe, which we, Derek and I, ate at with a few of our friends uh, just last week. It's true. This was kind of a last-minute thing. It was. Yeah, we, we said we're going to do lunch, and that started out, well, just, you know, quick service or whatever. And then uh, I think somebody messaged Derek if he wanted to do reservations somewhere. And I had actually thought about, well, hey, why don't we do table service? And then we wound up kind of between this and Mama Melrose. Thank God um, a reservation opened for uh, 50s prime time because I was kind of wanting to go there. It was kind of funny. It was former. We, we joined up with former guests of the show, Aaron Wallace and Stephen Lim, who was just on a few weeks ago. And it was Stephen who said... Hey, I just got us reservations for Mama Melrose. Is that okay? And I just had to laugh. Oh, great, thank you. Because <laughs> of all oh my the gosh, crap, <laughs> all the crap we've given that restaurant. But I think Matt, you and I both were like, you know what? Maybe it's time we gave it another try. Yeah, we give it. I get, I'm giving a hard time right now. But in the moment, I was like, you know, I I, I personally haven't been there in t- 20 years. And it was on a tour, and it wasn't like I even got the order off the menu. And I don't remember that much about it. So. I was willing to give it another shot. Yeah, I was ready. But then he said, never mind, it it that 
reservation or that opening went away. So let's just do 50s prime time. And I was like, yes, let's do that. Yeah, so the three of us have been here before as a group. Um, that was what? Oh, gosh, 10 years ago. Our first trip. Yeah, yeah. that was almost 10 years ago. Um, so it was time for us to get back there. The environment hasn't changed at all, and, and it shouldn't. It's still based on the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Uh, still perfect in that way. Still very kitschy. It's got little TVs at most of the tables set up like a kitchen. That have been playing the same loop since 1989. Oh, yeah. We What did we see? We saw some of Walt's Disneyland speech. Yeah, and there was some um, uh, Spin and Marty Croft. Is that? Yeah, Spin and Marty. That was a yeah. uh, Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. and there was some Mickey Mouse Club stuff going on. It's only like a 20-minute little loop, so we saw it like three times. You know, this is one of those places that, you know, I know companies have their properties and copyrights and things. But if Disney ever, like, acquired the rights to I Love Lucy, this could easily be converted into a great Lucy sort of restaurant yeah that's yeah. interesting have lucy come around each table well one thing we agreed as we sat there you know hollywood studios is kind of a mess right now it's just it, it i mean we've talked about it a billion times before um but this restaurant is like to use matt's word quintessential hollywood studios like this is hollywood studios at its finest and i hope it never goes away yeah me neither very true very true so in the review category, I mean, we've talked about the restaurant before, right? Yes, I have. But I do want to know, what you all order? Because the menu has changed well, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Just very, very quickly skipping over atmosphere. We, we've already said that it's, it's, like, it's like you're eating in a 1950s kitchen or living room. There's various rooms you can be in. You know, and the decor is very 1950s, checkered floors. And there's those little, um, those little coppery-looking Golden Girls uh, pots and pans hanging on the wall. Yeah. Um, as soon as we sat down, I got scolded for putting my elbows on the table. Yeah, it's one of those places where the where the person is like your cousin, uncle, some unidentified relative, and ours was playing us with the other tables, which was kind of that's kind of fun if you're in the mood for it. And I like hollering at other people anyway, so <laughs> it was fun. He came to our table. He's talking to us about getting the Christmas cards. I didn't get a card from y'all or whatever. And then he asked the table next to us if they got a card from us. I was like, no, we didn't even send one of them. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not, not since she married that colored fellow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, just got, this just got real 1950s. <laughs> anyway, so that's the thing. That, you know, I'm going to go back and tell mom that you're not eating your vegetables. Get your elbows off the table. Um, this is really good. I'm going to go tell mom to get your orders ready and that kind of thing. So if that's you, there's not an option here like at Whispering Canyon. There's no coaster you can turn over and say, I don't want to play. Uh, when you go in, you're <laughs> when you go in, you're playing. So just yep. keep that in mind. But it's not too much, I, I wouldn't say. No. In fact, I mean, to be completely honest, he really wasn't the most attentive waiter in the world. So we didn't see him a whole lot. Yeah. But. Now there was one little offsetting part at the beginning, and 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 I'm going to tell you part one of this. Part two comes at the end. In both instances, I was a little taken aback by what happened, and it was just a. I mean, I don't know if she worked in the restaurant or she was just like management that just happened to be helping out in the restaurant that day. She was not in costume, so everybody's wearing kind of like 1950s ish dinery looking. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. They look like servers in the 1950s. Yeah. She was wearing like the 
almost like a bus uniform looking thing, like some yeah. like brown pants and like that military security guard looking shirt with a walkie talkie. And but she was trying to play the part at the very beginning. She actually took us to our table, and she was actually like playing the part, talking about I don't remember what she was talking about, but I was like, this is it's not working right now. She said, you know, she was all like, oh, your cousins, I hope you're going to be nice to your cousins, blah, blah, blah. And she, I'm like, why well, aren't you in costume? <laughs> <laughs> she walked away and Stephen said, she's forcing it. <laughs> it was so true. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come back to her at the end. That's the little, that's the little, uh, little teaser for the big the grand finale. Yeah, so I ordered Cousin Megan's traditional meatloaf. It was $18. It came with like these two little almost like wedges of meatloaf with mashed potatoes. Slices, maybe? Yeah, but... Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's call them what they are. They're slices of meatloaf on top of a pile of mashed potatoes, and it also came with carrots and green beans. $18 is very reasonable. Like, I feel like there are some quick service meals that are pushing $18. True. I could see that. Did you enjoy mm. it? Was it good? Tasty? The taste was really good. I do think it was a little dry, um, but I I finished it. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I ordered the... Good Lord, what did I order? The chicken pot pie, which has got some name to it. Um, Auntie, Auntie Polly's something. What is it? You have it open right there? Yeah, Grandma's chicken pot pie. Oh, just Grandma. Okay, just Grandma. Nothing that special. Grandma's chicken pot pie. At first, um, I was a little disappointed, and then it came out in a, in a, in a plate, uh, obviously. But... Just imagine it was like a, a plate with the, the filling of the chicken pot pie all over the plate. Like it was filling the plate. And then there was like a square of puff pastry kind of on the side. And I was definitely anticipating a, a dish, like a pie dish, a small like ramekin or something, um, with the crust, you know, folded over like a little pot pie, right? This was like... This almost looked too contemporary to be where it was. It was like deconstructed chicken pot pie. We were joking about it. But there was crust on the bottom. I don't know if maybe that little piece on top was supposed to be in the center and it just kind of got messy. I don't know. But I think they should certainly go for that individual serving of pot pie. I think that would be a lot more comforting feeling. But let me tell you, the taste was delicious. I mean, it was wonderful in the pie the uh, the what did I just call it? The puff pastry flaky crust was wonderful and buttery and the filling was creamy and everything you want in a chicken pot pie. And I would not, this is one of those things I would not say is like sub KFC quality. It was, it was really, really good. Vegetables were nice and crunchy, which I like. Some people don't like the crunchy vegetables. So know that the vegetables are a little crunchy. This one had mushrooms in it, which is always a plus. And instead of little chunks of chicken, I felt like it had almost like one whole white meat chicken breast kind of cut long ways and like just kind of smothered in that sauce, which I like. I liked that rather than, you know, just a little bit of chunks of chicken here and there. So I enjoyed mine thoroughly. Yeah. Um, I got a cherry Coke, <laughs> which on the menu it says we got flavored sodas, but the only option is vanilla and cherry. So I just went with the cherry Coke. I wish they had more on that line, like an old school soda fountain. That's kind of in nowadays. So, um, but it was good. Everything was delicious, and I ended off with a, a peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Which, if you, if you, I say if you know me, 
I don't like peanut butter things. I like peanut butter. I like peanut butter candy. I'm not a big fan of peanut butter cookies or ice cream. Really? Yeah, I'm not. And But this milkshake is wonderful. I don't know if it's just the inclusion of the jelly in there that makes it a little sweeter. I don't know, but I love this thing. I swear this thing gets better every time I have it. Three of the four of us ordered one, and it's so good. I think it's $7, so it's not exactly, you know, like a milkshake you just go get at a walk-up window. Um, but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, we ordered it, to, like, we all ordered it to go because I think we thought we were going to, you know, get it and leave. We you ended up getting it and sitting there and drinking it, talking for a while. I think you two, the other two that ate, y'all finished yours before we even got up, didn't you? Yeah. And then I finished mine outside, just standing around. I don't know. I don't know how big the regular portion would have been. I feel like we might have could have gotten a little more. Oh, maybe. It there. Maybe. Well, should we come back around to our uh, friend, the security guard slash bus driver? Yeah. Well, our other two friends, one ordered the Caesar salad. So whatever. Why you ordered? Which I almost ordered. I make fun of him, but uh, whatever. Um, well, I will say it was only fifteen dollars. It was a good size, and it had a big old grilled chicken breast on it. So yeah, no, this is a funny thing. It, the the crouton that was on this thing was like a slice. If you could imagine, like you took a like a diagonal slice of a French baguette and then like croutoned it, like toasted it. And that's what it was. Instead of little croutons, it was one little slice of that kind of toasted bread. I do hate that. Like I hate when you have to work. For your food. Like, you have to cut up the <laughs> well, chicken breast, and then you have to cut up the crouton. I look over, and it was Aaron, and Aaron was uh, trying to cut this thing. And I just thought, um, looking over, I didn't re- I, I didn't notice when it was put on the table that that's what it was. There's a big slice of crouton. I looked over. He was cutting this big slice of something with his knife, and I thought it was the chicken. Because I'm just hearing, like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why? What in the world is wrong with your chicken? It's making so much noise. I think it's a little overcooked, but it was the crouton. Um, Steven got the fried chicken, and I think that's what I got the first time. And I th- it is delicious. Everybody clean their plates, so. Yeah, it's good. A good thing. I like it. And those prices, like, that's about the most inexpensive table service restaurant you're going to find. Yeah, but it should be. for that. For, I mean, no, not saying that kind of food is, like, subpar, but, you know, I'm not going to pay $22 for a chicken pot pie. Right. Or was mine $22? Uh, 21 yeah. Maybe I will pay it. <laughs> He's not paying 22 though. I'm not paying to call the at 22 Okay, so we, we were there for like an hour and 15 minutes. Did not see the woman who sat us again. So in my mind, like, she had just stepped in to do something, help them out for a second, and then go back to her normal job, whatever that was. So at the very end of the meal, we're about to leave. We've already paid the check and everything, and I hand my phone to our server and say hey can you get a picture of our table you know save the memory so first he turns around and this was kind of funny he he took a selfie with him and then the four of us were in the background so i have a picture of our waiter's face just like super zoomed in on the camera with us in the background just kind of laughing sir they did not do selfies in the 1950s get out well they didn't have cell phones either uh, but so then he's like, okay, I'll, I'll get another one. So he turns around and just as he's about to take our picture, girl out of nowhere that we have not seen since the beginning of the meal, UPS driver <laughs> pops her head in to the picture right by Aaron and he takes it. And then she just pops back out and walks away. And it, it would have been maybe 
you know, quote, cute if we had had any interaction with this person whatsoever before (laughs) this moment. But we hadn't. And so then the guy starts to hand my phone back to me. And I felt rude, but I didn't care at all. I said, can you take one without her in it, please? (laughs) (laughs) Now, she was well beyond. She was gone real quick, but that was hilarious. But I was like, who does that? No. No. Girl, you're not cute. You're not funny. I still have that picture, unfortunately, but... She goes into the... Does she go into the on the Wall of Fame with uh, Cheryl and Coral Reef? Oh, uh, maybe so. Maybe What's so. his name, Fernando? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> uh, anyway, but that did not, by any means, ruin the experience. It was a great meal. I'm so glad we decided to do that instead of Pizza Rizzo or whatever quick service restaurant we would have ended up at. Uh, she hits me as a Meg. We'll call her Meg. Meg, that sounds good. Okay, you make fun. I really was thinking earlier that her name was Megan. Was it? Uh, not? Maybe that was it. Maybe that's what subconsciously in my head. Let me see this picture. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find it. There she is. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a Meg. That Derek, is. A Meg. Yeah, you can tell Derek's not as happy as he could be. <laughs> I mean, he's smiling, but it's kind of like a. Uh, <laughs> that's the smile of someone who's dead inside now, now go to the next one and see the difference in your face like look she's she's got like a, a like a headset like she's clearly security or something go to the next one and I'll see the difference in your face in the next picture we're all laughing because I just kicked her out of the picture so we're super happy that one's a good picture That that's like frame and put on the wall That'll yeah. be on Instagram this week. Once you once you Photoshop me in. Oh, and look, Mickey, there's a hidden Mickey. People who will look on Instagram on Wednesday, there's a hidden Mickey in our picture. Oh, can you find him? Well, there's five of them, so hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So since I did spend four days in Walt Disney World and Matt joined me for two of those, I just wanted to share um, some of the highlights from our trip, some new things we experienced, not that there was a lot of that, Um, but you know, we always like to keep you up to date on what's going on at the parks, and I actually did pretty much one park per day, which I haven't done that in forever, but that's pretty much how it, it turned out. Saturday, we went to World Showcase to take in Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Now, Matt, you said that that day you were at some sort of blueberry festival or something? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> well, Avon Park, you know, every town, every small town's got to have their little, their little festival, their little kitschy, everybody come see, whatever. For some reason, ours is blue blueberries. And that's so that that's where I was, and it was hot. Well, I was just gonna say you can attest to the fact that it was blazing hot that day. It yes, went terrible. It got up to ninety six. I mean, so much humidity. This is like middle of July heat. I felt like, and it was pretty rough. And World Showcase is not the most forgiving place to be when you're trying to escape the heat. Um, but still, Flower and Garden Festival, it's good. I, I do feel like it has not changed a lot. I mean, they added the booths. Those are still pretty new, the food booths. Um, 
But like the topiaries, they're the same every single year. That the festival center is just kind of sad. Yeah. You know? It's that where Wonders of Life is. But all in all, I still think it's a fun festival. It's just beautiful. Like that park looks so beautiful this time of year with the topiaries and the flowers and all sorts of things. Yeah, it's funny. Last year, I remember we were walking around shortly after Flower and Garden, weren't we? And I commented, because it's like three months and you get so used to those uh, the beautiful, colorful flowers that are around the waterway between Future World and World Showcase. And when it goes back to normal, it's like, oh, that's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, Jeremy, first thing that morning, I, I went back to some of the pavilions because, you know, World Showcase isn't open until 11. So I just went back there and got some pictures, enjoyed the area um, kind of to myself. But I noticed that the tea tour was going on in the UK pavilion, the one that cost $15. And all day I kept wanting to do it, but it was just so hot. And the idea of drinking tea was like making me sweat even more. Uh, so I opted out of it. But then it was sad because later we stopped. So Aaron, who is with us, he has a listener of his podcast who works at the UK Pavilion. And he had reached out to him and said, hey, you know, if you're in the area, come say hey. And so we did. And the whole time we were there, I mean, some of the time we were there, he went on and on about how great the tea tour is and how much he recommends it. Wow. I, he needs to listen to our podcast because we would be BFFs. There you go. But did you at least walk through the tea garden? Did you, like, take it in, take in the atmosphere? No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Jeremy, I think you're underestimating how hot it was. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Florida for seven years. I know how hot it is. No, that's true. That's true. It's still a beautiful experience. And it's in the shade. It's not like you're out roasting in the sun. No, I'm being for real. I really do regret not doing it. Even the free one. I should have done the free one. Uh, but isn't the free one just walking through it? Yeah. Yes, you're right. I should have just walked through it, is what I'm saying. Okay. But I didn't. I thought to say, gotta, like, gotta form a line somewhere to go through that thing. It's like two feet. Yeah. Um, but I'll, but now that we're on the UK Pavilion, I will go ahead and mention that um, I, I put this on the social media sites, but I don't know if you, we talked about this, Matt. So behind the toy soldier, there's a meet and greet room that apparently was still being used when the three of us first went as a trio back in 2007 and it's set up like Christopher Robin's room and there's a big window with like a fake mural of hundred acre woods in the background. And that's where you used to get your picture with some of the Winnie the Pooh characters. And at one point Mary Poppins met in there. They just kind of made it look like a generic English child's room. And you met Mary Poppins inside had no idea it was back there, but this cast member shout out to Mikey was like, hey, you know, why don't you come back and take a look? And so we got to take pictures in Christopher Robin's room. There were so many details in there. We got to see his little writing desk and his bed and his windowsill. It was really, really cool. And we spent like 20 minutes in his there. His windowsill. <laughs> well, that's what it was. You could sit on the windowsill seat yeah, thing. Yeah, that's nice. It was cool. Um, it's, it's just strange that they don't use it because I would much rather meet a character in the air conditioning than wait for Mary Poppins outside. It when probably did they just stop didn't garner that much of attention attention back there. No, that's not true because I remember it always being kind of full back there. And at one point as well, they also had that as like the Epcot color, the Duffy on a stick, uh, whatever that was. Kidcot, I think it was called. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, I don't remember it ever being used, and so I was pleasantly surprised that it was back there. That's. I wonder when they stopped using it, because I, I do remember it being used. So, yeah. interesting. Yep, maybe one day it'll come back. Um, it was really crowded that day. I think that's kind of the theme of the festival lately. Like, Saturdays have been insane. There was a 45-minute wait for living with the land at wow. around... This is like noon. And so I knew it was going to be packed. Um, here's the here's the true test. What was the line for Figment? I never even went over to the Imagination Pavilion. I don't know. Because if it's over 20 minutes, that's a sign that you need to leave Epcot. Soren was 105. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the things I did that morning, it was purely because it was hot and I was waiting for some friends to show up, but I was right by the character spot. And so I thought, oh, I haven't met Goofy in a while. Let's go in here and meet him. Meet him. Um, a fast pass was <laughs> a fast pass was available at that moment. And so I went ahead and got the fast pass, got in line. I met Mickey, and then I met Goofy, and then I skipped Minnie. I don't know if that's like in poor taste, uh, but there were six or seven <laughs> kids waiting for her, and I was like, it's okay. I've already met two people, so I just kind of went around her. So then, like an hour later, we were like, hey, we should do the Visa meet and greet. We should see who's in there. Now, just a few months ago, I did the Visa meet and greet, and it was in one of the Innoventions buildings. And there was like a long hallway before you met the character. Well, now they've moved it into the little building next to the Imagination Pavilion, where apparently Figment and Dreamfinder used to meet. It's a tiny little building. They're, like, there's just a little one wraparound hallway, and then you're there. So first we get to the stand and I show her my visa. And Jeremy, you remember in DCA, we would always be like, hey, who's meeting? And they would say, oh, it's Daisy right now. Yeah. Well, I said, who's meeting? And she said, I don't know. It's a surprise. And I was like, oh, jeez. Okay, but like, seriously, who is it? She's like, I guess you'll just have to find out. See, I would have looked at her and been like, this better be somebody like Darkwing Duck or somebody Darkwing really... Duck. Really, if you're keeping it under wraps like this. Well, that's the thing. As we waited in line, I was like, why don't they just bring Figment back as a meet and greet? Like the big old Figment. Because I'm thinking, A, he's become the mascot for all of these festivals lately. He's the mascot for Festival of the Arts. He's plastered over everything for Flower and Garden Festival. It almost seems like they're trying to make him come back. You know, like make a Figment come back. Yeah. And also for Visa, like, don't you think they would want to have special meet and greets to where, like, oh, you can only meet this person if you have a Chase Visa? For real. I Listen, I would sign up for a card tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we went ahead and got in line. This building, by the way, is awesome. There were, like, Epcot murals all over the wall in, like, pastel color. So there was, a, like, a purple spaceship Earth, and then the monorail went over it. It was a really cool room. Um, anyway, so we waited like 20 minutes. We finally get around the corner, and there's another person. And I said, oh, who's meeting? I mean, we were next in line. And she said, I don't know. It's a surprise. We'll just have to wait and find out. I was like, girl, there we <sighs> So finally, they let us in. We go in the room. It is freaking Mickey and Goofy, who I had <laughs> already met that day. Maybe they thought Mickey was like a like a big deal to meet in that thing because it's usually like just Minnie or somebody. I don't know. I mean, it was cool that it was them together, I guess. <laughs> you know, because how often does that happen? 
maybe they legitimately didn't know and maybe they were like we we don't know they won't let tell us we just have to sit out here all day maybe i did kind of wonder that but the girl the second girl who told us i mean told us like she was taking people into the room and then coming back so she clearly knew uh yeah yeah if this you're you're onto something there this should be an exclusive rare character meet and greet that you can only get in if you have the visa card and people would lose their mind over it. and change it every day. You don't know who's going to be there that day. And that would be amazing. 100%. Yeah. And you know what? Now that we're talking about Figment, I did just see a couple days ago where a survey went out to a bunch of people, an Epcot survey. And one of the questions was, how familiar familiar are you with the character of Figment? And so it does kind of seem like, okay, we've been making him the mascot for a year now. What else can we do with him? Yeah, I, I think, but this is like corporate short-sightedness because probably what happened was the representative of Chase Visa was like, we want to have a meet and greet. We'll sponsor it. Oh, well, we have to have Mickey. I mean, it's a Disney park. We want Mickey or Goofy there. They they don't see the end game of, of, of the, 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 the kind of press that would come from having rare characters. And another thing is even your average day-to-day person, okay, maybe they don't know who Figment is or maybe they don't know exactly who Darkwing Duck or Little John or whatever, but they're still going to meet and greet with a character. I mean, look at SeaWorld. SeaWorld has random marine animals in costume walking around and people line up for those. So people will line up and take pictures with any costume character. They don't care. Yeah, I agree. In fact, when they first told me, oh, it's a surprise, I I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, this is going to be the most amazing character (laughs) in the world. It was not. Uh, I mean, you know, no offense to Mickey or anything. but Okay, Derek, now here, I'm going to put you on the spot. What character, you open that door, turn that corner, what character makes your jaw just hit the floor? I mean, Figment, to be honest. Because, because... I mean, you haven't, you know what I'm talking about? Not the Dream Fighter holding Figment, but like the giant, taller than you are Figment. Yeah. It it honestly wouldn't have, it would have surprised me, but I still feel like it would have been like, okay, good job, Epcot. This, this should be here. You should be able to meet Figment right by his attraction in a, during a festival where he's on every piece of merchandise you sell. Yeah, and see, it makes sense to me, especially at Epcot, where this thing is. Did they do the visa meet and greet, the little thing, uh, at, at any of the other parks? Yeah, because remember, at Star Wars, literally 100 feet from Kylo Ren, you can meet Kylo Ren. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, well, that's what I like. That's why I don't think it's so great about these. It's like, if the average uh, visa card holder that knows about these things in the park is at the parks a lot. So it seems like you want to give them a perk not so much a quicker way to do something that really doesn't take that much time anyway whether you fast pass to see these characters or at epcot where that line for the characters doesn't get too insanely high uh to meet mickey and all them no i mean granted i have a i had a fast pass but we waited a good 20 minutes to meet mickey and goofy in visa and i think the regular line was 30 yeah I just say, make it, don't make it like, don't try to bill it as this is your private thing with them and it's less weight or whatever. Just do something that makes it unique, that makes you want to have a Disney visa. You're hearing the testimony of uh, Jeremy here who would sign up for one today if it was 
listen, if I walk duck, by, right? Is what she said. But any rare characters, I mean, change it daily. But if I, if I'm whatever, and I walked by and I say, oh, here's a rare character meet and greet. If the application was sitting right there, and all I gotta do is fill it out and turn it in at that moment, yes, I would do it absolutely. Then I'll have my card, and I'll flash it and get in every time. And it just goes back to a statement we've made before on the show. The costumes are sitting in the back. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you have to go <laughs> out of your way to do it. You know, I mean, yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me that why they don't take more advantage of these things. And you can still please your everyday average guest because you still have Mickey and Minnie greeting. And granted, you can meet Mickey and Minnie 127 different places. But you can also please that fanboy aspect as well. And so why not try to make everybody happy? Yeah. Um, so at this point, it was 1 o'clock. I had taken some pictures and met Mickey and Goofy twice. And that was about it so far. Uh, but everything else I did was was pretty standard. Now, it wouldn't be the Mad Chatters if we didn't talk about food a little bit. Uh, so just to fill you in, I ate at Tangerine Cafe for lunch. Uh, I got a croque glace from the the French, the France Pavilion for dessert, and then the only flower and garden item I tried was a violet lemonade. Um, I asked them what made it violet, and her answer was syrup, which was not a very specific answer. Um, but I tried it anyway on someone else's recommendation. Oh, I thought you said a violent lemonade. I was oh. like, what? What no. made it violent? A, a troubled past? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Violet. I, see, I, that's the thing. Like, it didn't taste floor. It it tasted like passion fruit to me. It tasted like passion fruit lemonade, but it was really, really good. And it, it was sort of frozen, so it was almost like a slush. Uh, I think it's four dollars for a pretty good portion. Where do you get that at? It was at um, Pineapple Promenade, which was really close to when you first walk in to World Showcase. Okay. It was delicious. Anyway, so that was. Our Epcot day. And then that night was when Matt and his wife, Jessica, and their daughter, Anna, and some other friends met us all at River Roost at Port Orleans Riverside, where we got to finally see Yeehaw Bob Jackson's show. Uh, what'd you think, Matt? Well, now, now uh, I loved Yeehaw Bob and, and the show. Um... Maybe it was our fault for not knowing to get there like 30 minutes ahead of time because the, the the River Roost proper is uh, in, a, in a little separate area. There's a bar and then there's a front seating area and a back seating area with actual tables. And I, mean, I don't know why I didn't think about this, but when Jessica and I got there, instead of going to the River Mill food court to eat, we should have just gone in there because you could order food and sit there and stuff and wait on the show. So the only thing I didn't like about it was where we were. We were kind of off to the side, um, not so much in the main bar lounge area and on in just a little waiting room type area with, you know, com- comfier furniture and there's a fireplace and stuff and you could still get drinks or whatever. But um, it was hard to see. And uh, God help you, people kept standing in front of us uh, to see. But uh, entertaining show for, for the stuff I was able to to watch. And it's an hour what, and a half long. What does he do? Like sing magic tricks? Like what? What's going no, on? No, he's just a like a just a goofy over over the top personality. Like the, the piano 
spoiler alert, <laughs> I guess the, the piano rocks back and forth when he at, at his control, and he uses different parts of the piano for percussion, and and he'll just kind of be playing little chords, and then while he's introducing himself and just kind of da 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 da, I'm Yeehaw Bob, da 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 da, you know, he's just kind of, I don't know, he's not. It's just an entertaining personality to watch, yeah. and he's tall and lanky. He's wearing big suspenders and, um, you know, trousers and a little derby hat that apparently changes colors. He gets different ones, different times. And he sang a lot of Disney songs and encouraged everybody to sing with them. Like the first song he did was so random, "The Time of Your Life" from A Bug's Life. Yeah, but he did "Bare Necessities," all sorts of stuff. Everybody sang along. That's he does nice. little. He does little. Yeah. There was a bug, little bug. Oh, it's been a while since I've heard that. Yeah, exactly. He... <laughs> but the thing is, like, he was nonstop energy for, what, hour 45 minutes? And as soon yes. as that show ended, the next one started, pretty much. Oh, yeah, wow. he took pictures for 30 minutes with people, and then the next show started. And he does that five nights a week. Like, I, it's just crazy. He was fun. Coke, he really was. Probably, you know, he's been doing it for 20 years. That cocaine, that's the only thing I can yeah. say. <laughs> oh, that's funny that you say 20 years, though, because did you see online he just celebrated his 20th year, like, a few days after we saw him, which was kind of cool. Know. And 20-year cast members get, like, a Lion King statue trophy thing. So, oh, wow. Yeah, pretty cool. He was good. Um, but as far as people who came, um, it was mostly friends of ours, you know, who came. We didn't really expect a lot uh so, like, former guests Aaron and Mark Willard were there. But we did have listener Anissa come and say hello. Her entire family came. They had been there for Dapper Day. So, it was, you know, it's always fun meeting listeners. And they were very fun, very sweet. So, Oh, shout out, Anissa. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good times. And they, they're locals, but they had never seen the show either. So, I think they were glad to have finally checked it out. Yep, so that was Saturday. We ended at Disney Springs... Um, it, everything was closed, but we just kind of walked around and enjoyed the atmosphere. Sunday, went to Magic Kingdom. Not a lot of stuff has changed at Magic Kingdom. Uh, of course, I had to go to Magic Kingdom because it's my favorite park. Um, there were a lot of scrims up. Like, the entire carousel just had one big scrim all around it. It was kind of strange because it was still playing the carousel music, but you couldn't see the carousel or access it, access it in any way. Um, but that was about it. Um, the entire Emporium is still under scrims. It's been like that for a few months, so I'm hoping by summer that will be open once again. It's kind of strange to see when you first walk in the park. Um, so my plan was to see Wishes, my final Wishes, on Monday night. I was here Saturday through Tuesday. I was going to see it Monday night because there was a chance of rain on Tuesday, and I did not want it to get canceled on my last day. So Sunday, we're kind of walking around. We get some dinner at Cosmic Rays, and it starts playing while I'm in there. And I all of a sudden feel, like, so many emotions. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be such a rough night when I'm standing out there on Main Street watching it. So I was trying to, like, block it out because I knew I had one more day. But I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be bad, you guys. This is going to be bad. So <laughs> skip ahead to Monday. That was our Hollywood Studios day because it was the 28th anniversary of Hollywood Studios. Um... They couldn't have cared less, really. (laughs) (laughs) The only acknowledgement I heard, I I caught about 30 minutes of the citizens of Hollywood, who I love more and more every time I go down there. They're a hoot. Uh, But I caught them on Sunset Boulevard doing their thing, and at the very end, 
one of the guys said. And today is the 28th birthday of Hollywood Studios, so everybody make sure you get a birthday button because that's what we're celebrating today. Um, so that was nice, but other than that, I didn't see a single acknowledgement that it was celebrating. In fact, I would argue that on May 4th, they celebrated May the 4th Be With You more than they celebrated the park's anniversary. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't blame them. Part. You can't really blame them because it's like, it's 28th is not a big deal. And also, the park is in such a time of change that what, what are you really going to do? You know? That's true. That's true. So yeah, um, we ate at primetime, like we said. There is... One thing, one question I have, y'all, there's there's a lot of construction there. A lot of things are closed. How do they get away with charging full price for a day at Hollywood Studios? Listen, you've got the Tower of Terror, Star Tours, Rock and Roll, all the biggies are still operating that people go there for anyway. They're like, you know, that's all they were coming here in the first place for anyway, at least the majority of people. So, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. The argument is, what has been shut down was never a draw to begin with. It was just supplemental. So, now if they were to close, you're closing Sunset Boulevard, you close Star Tours, uh, yeah, then you need to start reconsidering some things. But yeah. the main, the 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 Merrill Streets are still there. The Merrill Streets. Yeah, no, that's true. Toy Story. Um, the sing along, the Frozen. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. We, you know, we were done by two or three, but of course we're, we go pretty regularly, so I guess that's not surprising. But Matt, did you ever find out why Tower of Terror was Fast Pass only when we wrote it? No, the only thing I can take a stab at is that it went out of order maybe earlier in the morning. Yeah. And maybe, or maybe there was a computer glitch that booked too many Fast Passes. Oh, I could see that. Because the three of us got a fast pass real easy. Now, but now, when we got on in line, I, I thought I remembered hearing cast members say that half of it was down. Now, when we were boarding, I don't feel like half of it was down. I don't, I don't remember. I, I, they were loading both sides. Yeah, you're right. So I could see maybe if one side went down, okay, we're only going to take fast passes to let them come through. And that's when I said, well, at that point, you should just say, we're going to close it down and people get a free fast pass for other attractions, which I think they did anyway, right? Yeah, I don't know about that. But basically, we walked up and uh, right where Rock and Roller Coaster is, there were three or four cast members not letting people pass. And as we got closer, they said, only if you have a fast pass can you get through. And we're like, oh, okay, that's us. Ten feet later, another cast member. Oh, oh, you can't go past me unless you have a fast pass. Okay, okay, we do. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then as you get up to the ride, we're only letting fast pass guests in. Yes, yes, that's us. Um, but yeah, the line was backed up almost to the little gate where you walk in. Because, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that happened. Um, and then that night, I saw my last glimpse of Wishes. Didn't even get emotional, I gotta say. I was ready for it. I like prepared myself, did some, you know, meditation. We did not get emotional. You know what happened is that you you closed that compartment of your you had enough time to prepare and so you were closed, you were emotionally closed off. So you're actually in a worse state now than you were then emotionally speaking cuz you, you've not released it. Um yeah, the same thing happened to us we, when we watched it. It didn't hit us till after 
that that might be our last time watching it. And we began to, you know, think back on all the memories. Uh, and they're like, oh, oh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like even talking about it right now, I'm like, oh, yeah. Why didn't I get emotional? Um, no, it's a great show. And I just smiled the whole time. Like there was one point where there was a big old burst of fireworks. And the three or four boys behind us said, whoa. And that just made me yeah. laugh. And I, I'm glad it still, you know, brightens people, so to speak, uh, brightens people's evening uh-huh. and makes a magical moment. And I think just in my mind, I was like, you know what? This had a good run. And I'm, I'm really ready for something new. So yeah. anyway, that was that. And then on our last day, I went to Animal Kingdom, once again, kind of hoping for cast member previews to turn into everyone previews. It did <laughs> not. This is the first time I've ever used the annual pass holder entrance because it always seems longer. But in this case, there was not a single person in the AP line and the other lines were really long. So I walked right in and that's, I can also say this is the first time it's ever been a benefit for me. Um, I did notice two characters meeting that I've never seen before. One we talked about, Ratcliffe. He was yeah. meeting out front, which I thought was kind of strange. That's interesting. And almost all day long, Tarzan was meeting guests right by where you go, where you went into Pandora. So I guess it was kind of like a, oh, I'm sorry you can't go in because it's for cast members, but hey, come meet Tarzan. Uh, he was there almost day, all day. That is an interesting choice. Interesting lineup. Yeah. I did not meet either. <laughs> I I'd meet not. Tarzan, but Ratcliffe always seems strange to me because, as I've stated before, he is the opposite of the Animal Kingdom message. So why is yeah. he there? He's there to poach all the animals. That's why they make him stand outside the park. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can't right. come in because you'll shoot up all the animals and steal our gold. I did finally get a ride, Dinosaur, which has new effects added to it. It, I think it looks pretty good. They're really, really subtle. But there, spoiler alert, there are a couple scenes where it used to be just pitch black. And you kind of had no idea where you were going. But now, in the very back, like behind a lot of the trees, they use screens, sort of, and projections to make it look like there are these itty-bitty fast dinosaurs scampering you know, across branches and stuff. And it's actually a really good effect. Like, there's one where they're straight ahead of you, and so your eyes are focused on these creatures, and all of a sudden you duck down behind the branch that they're on, which you're kind of not expecting, because instead of looking at the track, you were looking up at them. Um, Yeah. So I think it's it's a really cool addition. Uh, Yeah, so that that was that day. We did go check out Geyser Point, the new quick service restaurant at... Wilderness Lodge. Uh, seems like a cool place. It's got great views. We didn't get any food because we were headed somewhere else. Um, but they're doing. They're they're really making progress on those DVC at those DVC wings over at Wilderness Lodge. And Geyser Point is a really cool addition. Like there's even a room off to the side with air hockey and stuff like that. The, when I looked at the menu on the on the Disney website, all they all they have is like different types of sandwiches. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much burgers, onion rings. Yeah, it seems like they would have some, um, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. That's like all sandwiches. Like, eh, maybe not. But we'll, we'll go try it anyway. Maybe they're good sandwiches. Well, this was the night that we decided to go to Homecoming. This is a place that you and I have talked about a lot, Matt. A place we want to try. 
And so I was like, let's do it. You know, we've got some time. It's only 5.30. Let's go check it out. We went to Disney Springs and it was closed. Homecoming was. So we went to guest relations and we're like, is this going to open again? What's going on? And the wording he used was really weird. He said, no, it's closed tonight for a buyout. Which I'm like, I would have said something like a private event. You know, because a, a buyout makes it sound like anyone can just be like, I would like to purchase this restaurant tonight, you know? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's kind of the way it is, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. So that you was... offer enough money. Oh my gosh, that's going to be a lot of money. Yeah, I bet. Um, anyway. You have to make up, like, what they make in an average night, I assume. I was really bummed, because I've been looking forward to trying this place. But instead, we went to the Polite Pig, which is the brand new barbecue quick service restaurant i've been very interested to hear about this place yeah um it's exactly what you'd expect on the inside like a modern-ish hip joint you know you walk up to the counter you order a few they bring it to you on like little tin trays oh of course of course and then there's you know it's served on like newspaper things um there's Uh a there's a bar of different sauces you can try I gotta say, it was okay. Um, Nashville has some really good barbecue places, so maybe I'm spoiled. But the two guys who were with me also said just okay things about their food. I ordered the brisket, so it came with actually a really good-sized portion of brisket. And then I got it with baked beans. Everything comes with slaw and... Something else, like a roll, maybe. I don't remember. Mm. Did you order at a counter? It's counter service, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So you wait in the line. Okay. Uh, the gotcha. brisket was definitely not the bris- best brisket I've ever had. The baked beans tasted like smoke. I don't know if that's what they were going for. Like some <laughs> hip, like leave it in the oven too long or leave them in the stew. Too much pot. liquid smoke is what that's called. It it tasted you like know they're smoke. not smoking any of that stuff. Right, right. They got oh. the bottle of liquid smoke back here. Like put that in there. They might have some like wood chips in the oven or something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I didn't care for the flavor of them, and then they they were topped with like these little fried onion things, fried something. I forget what. But one of those pieces, I thought I was going to break my tooth on. I physically could not bite into it. It was so crunchy. I had to spit it out. I tried biting twice, and I'm like, that's going to break my tooth. Did you get the feeling that they were um, not fresh as in, like, like they were, like, fresh? But I mean, because obviously that one wasn't fresh. But I mean, or was it, like, French's, French onion... Like, did you get the feeling that they fried them there, or was it like... Yes, yes, I did. No, they they definitely made them. But, gosh, everything about those baked beans was disappointing. And the slaw was weird, too. It's like every side they have is a traditional side. Potato salad, baked beans, macaroni and cheese. But all of them, they put, like, their own twist on to where I wouldn't even really call it slaw anymore. It It tasted weird. I'm just like, I just want some good old slaw, you know? Was there something, like, fruity in it? Or was it mayonnaise or vinegary? It was vinegary. Okay. Um, I don't know if... I don't. It may have been fruit, now that you say that. There's a little hole-in-the-wall place here that puts blue cheese in their slaw. Ooh, now, that sounds good, though. I think See? so, too. 
there are small things you can do, I think, to update classics that aren't distracting. But sure. oftentimes, places like this, they just become parodies of themselves. And that's what I that's why I was kind of smirking at the beginning about the bringing it out bringing it out on tins and stuff. It kind of reminds me of the the Nordstrom was it Nordstrom that just released a line of jeans that is made to look like it they're muddy. Oh no. So you have the appearance of being a working person when you're actually not because they're like $100 jeans or something. That's what these things remind me of. It's like because good old-fashioned Texas pit barbecue places serve their barbecue on these little slabs that you know, like chilies, and everybody's gone to that, and this just looks like a mess. So it just becomes a parody of themselves, and they try to fancy dancy up things too much. It's a shame. I was really rooting for this place because we've talked about how like Disney Springs kind of needs a really good barbecue place, and they especially need good quick service places because they're knocking it out of the park with these table service places, but there still just aren't a lot of options for a quick bite to eat. So this seemed like a no-brainer, um, but in my estimation, they, they really fell short. It just, nothing I had really blew me away, and I hated that. So, what was, yeah. what's, what's the barbecue place we ate at, Derek, when I was in Nashville a few weeks ago? Uh, Mission Barbecue. There you go. See, that's a it's a chain, right? Yep. Mission Barbecue is better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cheap barbecue, decently done. There you go. Yeah. I see. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a simpleton. And uh, I think my favorite barbecue place, honestly, don't make fun of me. My favorite, my favorite barbecue place is Sonny's. Of all the barbecue I've ever had, whether it's been, what's the really good, the like old school one in Nashville? It's always been there. It's the they have two locations. There's one downtown, and there's one up there on Trinity. Oh yeah, yeah, Jacks. Jacks, I love Jacks. Love the Sonny's Jacks. Just I don't know. Sonny's got the garlic bread so I'm, I'm i'm a simpleton with barbecue but yeah sunny's uh, is good but it's like saying that uh olive garden's your favorite italian like there's a little no bit yes, Sunny, at least is. they have an actual smoker at sunny's at all sunny's i've been to there's an, uh, there's a smokehouse out back it's all fresh barbecue yeah uh, but the thing about sunny's they're all the same and they all in that they have the cracker barrel syndrome in my opinion of Probably the original Sunnies was like this rundown roadside. Hey, we just got a you know wood paneling and a smoker, but now yeah. they all try to be that kind of. Oh well, they're starting to renovate many of them, and they got they're they're starting to go towards that little hipster, uh, vintage light bulb, a lot of hardwood and ironwork kind of thing going on. Gotcha. They do have a they do have a salad bar, and I'm all about a salad bar. I love me a salad bar. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Yeah. So the polite pig is polite, but not very tasty. Yeah, I need it to be less polite and more aggressive. I think just because it was ah, it was very mm. disappointing. I mean, I could name every single barbecue place I've been to in Nashville, and there are a lot. All of them are better than the polite pig. But there you go. Um, just to wrap up my trip report, we did end up at Magic Kingdom. You gotta end up at Magic Kingdom. I honestly wanted to see Rivers of Light. Like, that was my plan. Okay, I'm gonna end at Rivers of Light. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, why would I go back? <laughs> why would I go back to Animal Kingdom for one show? Why would I do that? So, we went to Magic Kingdom. 
everything was a walk-on. We walked on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, went next door, walked right on Splash Mountain. It was really Man. cool. Hey, and every now and then, our Twitter account, at Matt, Ch- at Matt Chatters, uh, tends to uh, explode. And so, randomly, your Splash Mountain During Wishes uh, tweet exploded. It did, actually. It got a lot of hits. Um, because it was cool, honestly. Like, the way it just all timed out to where we were on Splash Mountain coming around that outside bend. And not only was Wishes going off, it was the grand finale of Wishes. Yeah, it was a cool video. I'm, I'm not taking away from your artistic skills, don't get me wrong. But it was kind of funny to me how it's just kind of random and, like, not necessarily an exclusive thing to see. Sure. Just you happen to be at the right to- at right place at the right time, but, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I really think that will be the last time I ever see Wishes is from Splash Mountain. So it was, it was kind of special. You know, if that's the last time you see Wishes, that's a good place to see it. It from. really is. It really is. So, good trip. Can't wait to be back. Can't wait to check out Pandora in just a few weeks. But, yeah, that was it. We missed you, Jeremy. We will always miss you. Thank you. I hope to be back soon. One day. Anything else? All hearts and minds clear. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in to our long, excuse me, my long-winded trip report. Uh, Come back next week. We'll have some more exciting stuff to share. You can find us in the meantime on Twitter and Instagram at Mad Chatters. On Facebook, you can send your emails to comments at madchatters.net. .net. I was going to say .next. See you next week. (laughs) Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Bye-bye now.